only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is the Cult Connections Podcast, and I'm your host, Ian Graham. Join me and a new guest every episode as we cover a wide variety of film and TV. Every genre, old, new, but never boring. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Cult Connections. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am, of course, Ian. Uh, today, I welcome Danielle Paycheck. Hello, Danielle. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. You, you are very welcome. So, so today, Danielle, we are talking about a um, a sci-fi mm-hmm. a sort of story, a, a classic, um, originated in um, their novel. Uh, their form, and we are now fortunate that there are three screen their versions. But uh, you know, prior just to talking about that, I just wanted to sort of ask about um, their sci-fi for you. I think I think you are a big fan, and uh, how did that that sort of start for you know for yourself? Um, well, I would say that um, I have my best friend. Uh, she loves. She's always loved sci-fi. Um, and so she was the one that kind of introduced me to it. And the first science fiction book I read was the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov, which was like a big, epic thing to jump into. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I My mind was blown after I read that book. Um, I love Isaac Asimov. He's my favorite. Um, yeah. So the I just fell in love with the big ideas of science fiction. Um, the genre is about ideas, about exploring possibilities. Um, it has so much potential to explore not only the um, everything that lies in the unknown out in outer space, but what lies in the uh, in the unknown of the human heart. Mm-hmm. So it's like this macro micro view. And I just think that science fiction, you know, there's so much potential there. I feel like with all the great science fiction that we have from all the great authors and films and TV shows, I feel like we still only have scratched the surface of science fiction. I feel like we can even go further, bigger, better. So I hope that we get to see more of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, similar for me, actually, Asimov was one of my first um, oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So the 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 found 
you know, Dacian series and um, the uh, the sort of robot yes. uh, stories as well. You know that that definitely played a big part part for me. Um, and sort of moving on and lots of uh, their sort of um, uh, sort of classic. Yeah. Like they're sort of writers as well, so um, they're Wells, obviously. Um, they're, oh, yeah. uh, they're Herbert. Um, oh, like yeah. They're sort of Heinlein, you mm-hmm. know. Lots. I haven't uh, read any Heinlein yet, but yeah. Um, it's I. I haven't. I haven't gone back to it for a long time, and I suspect it's uh, there's some their dodgy bits in there that I probably won't feel too. Like they're sort of comfortable with these days, yeah. but uh, um, but um, but what we are going to talk about is actually is a is a, a like this sort of classic and a classic of um, Eastern this mm. sort of European yeah like their sci-fi. So we are talking about um, Stanislav Lem's Solaris. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for you there, Danielle. So was this? So so was this a book? So did you read the, the book first, or were or or were you, uh, you know, captured say by one of the screen versions? Or uh, yes, I saw the um, Andre Tarkovsky screen version first. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with that film, um, and then learned about Stanislaw Lem. Um, I and I loved his book after I read it. You know, so it. You know, to me, there's there's definitely thematic differences between the two, um, but I love both of them. And I've read um, a couple of other Stanislaw books, but I need to read more of him. Mm. He's so good. Um, <laughs> I just he just uh, has really that big concept, um, surreal conceptual stuff that I love in science mm-hmm. fiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, for me, the novel it wasn't one that I, I, I then knew like yourself. Oh, and the Tarkovsky's version was the first version that I, I ever saw. Um, I, I had it in my head that um, Lem himself would probably be quite a, a, a sort of wordy sort of writer. It might be quite. Um, Hard sort of going in in their places. Um, however, reading the the book because obviously talking about about this and 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 I said to myself, right, I'm I'm, I'm actually going to sit down and and read it. So I did that. Um, and what I was they they sort of taken by was the not so much that the book is is an is an easy read. Mm-hmm. But it's very this sort of it's it actually this sort of grips you quite sort of early on, sort of pulls you in. Yeah. Um and there are a few like this sort of chapters as as you go on which which do get quite yeah quite sort of dense or uh, there's they're sort of theoretical in in sort of many places, but um, actually serves uh, the the story well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, he's he's not um, esoteric. Um, he still, you know, he, he engages his readers. Um, a, the layman could engage with his stuff 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you had to prepare for like very um, dense, um, yeah, theoretical musings. Yeah, <laughs> philosophical yeah. musings. I think as well, though, that um, the the novel kind of leaves a lot of that to maybe to the last sort of third of of the the, the book, mm-hmm. um, and um, I think maybe by that time, as you know, Lem has has actually, you know, pulled pulled you in to this yeah. world, and you and you want to read more of these, mm-hmm. like their sort of theories. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that was like. Um, I mean, I'm okay with a lot of theory theoretical uh, writing. Um, one of my favorite things about the book was the fact that the main character. Um, Kelvin was always in the library. <laughs> so I love I love when characters are reading in books. It just I love the meta of that. It's um yeah, it's it's quite there something and you know, I think as well when we think you know, and we maybe think of um uh, uh, the Solaris or, or science fiction of this uh, type to be like this sort of futuristic, and it, it's you know talking about a, 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 a the alien world, yeah. Um, but the the things that actually work in 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 the the, the novel are are the are the human sort of elements or some of the more grounded elements mm-hmm. of it. So, like for me, the 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 station f- feels like somewhere that 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 you could actually, you know, mm. live. And it was a working sort of place. And, uh, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, there's a there's another book I'm reading called, um, by by Len, um, called The Invincible, which is also takes place, like, on a science station. And he has that same feel of being lived in. You know, you feel like you're part of the science mm-hmm. team. And it's really cool. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I, and I think I think that um, Tarkovsky's film really capture that um, with the production design, which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so we will move on there to that as well. So, so, so Solaris. So they're directed by Andrei Tarkovsky, and this came out in the 1972. Um, and as you say, how how old would you have been when you first saw it there, there Danielle? Oh, um, I saw it like several years back, um, uh-huh. maybe like th- to, um, three or four years back. It's kind of all mushed in my head, but uh-huh. <laughs> um, not not it, it wasn't too long ago. Okay, okay. I am, I'm a re- you know I I recently come to love I I love all Tarkovsky's filmography. I watched them all. His movies are beautiful, so mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah, um, I actually remember watching this, and I was possibly um, in my late teens when it was first shown oh, wow. on 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 their TV over here. Yeah, wow. uh-huh. um, and and when I saw it advertised, I was like, "Yes, I must, I must watch this. This is a this is a must watch mm-hmm. there for me." Um, and I will admit, on first sort of watching when I was younger, I was, you know, captured by it. But 
a, a lot of it didn't really make much sort of sense or yeah. um, it was a story that that I, I possibly wasn't sort of ready for I didn't I didn't really get mm-hmm. um, however say not on on this you know subsequent uh, uh, their sort of viewings it's something that that I like more and more it really um it really sort of grips me but it also feels very much of its like this sort of time as well which mm-hmm. which I like a lot I like yeah, that uh-huh yeah so um I, th- I think as well it's it's of the of the three versions that we're going to talk about this one perhaps takes uh the most the most sort of liberties or it or it expands from from the the novel um possibly they're the most i don't know what do you think about that um well i, I would think that i mean well I, I guess the the tv version um stays relatively close um but yeah i, I think andre's is close it's it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to gauge because it's very much the book, but it's also not the book at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if you're familiar, but um, Stanislaw Lem, he saw this version. He saw Andre's film and he didn't like it. <laughs> he thought it wasn't, yeah. he didn't like uh-huh. his book. Um, and he said that Andre turned it into uh, a Dolcevesky, um, something that was Dolcevesky esque. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So the author himself wasn't very happy with it. But I think, I think that it kind of takes um, Lem's ideas and then Andre put his own spin on it, um, which I, prefer, I actually prefer Andre's spin on it than Lem's. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, I still love Lem's book. I think, I think what I'm sort of captured by, so... So that's almost a film of, um, uh, you know, almost in a way, and I suppose you know, so so many films are, but there's a, there's the three, like they're sort of acts, as it were. So so yeah. so there's an Earth set, they're sort of opening and quite a lengthy opening. There to yeah. be fair, it's a long their time. Um, then then we get to to the station, and then we have a have another Earth sort of based. Like yeah. this sort of coda by the end of it, mm-hmm. um, but the 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 sort of contrast between a very a very sort of green and sort of pleasant earth and mm-hmm. and quite sort of vibrant as well as uh, yeah. the, the, the there's a lovely car, yeah, uh, 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 this sort of ride which is you know really sort of takes you back sort of visually. Um, yeah. and then you get to the station, which is quite, quite, um, it's quite, uh, it's quite a weird vibe. It's so, it's on mm-hmm. almost a, a sort of psychedelic sort of vibe to yeah. to the station. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and I do like that because it, there for me, it actually captures up, up the, the sort of otherworldliness of, yeah. Of uh, of the space station and the uh, their planet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I loved 
um, Tarkovsky's approach, like especially in the the design, um, like the corridors and the windows are all circular. So those circular mm-hmm. shapes um, kind of are symbolic of whether, you know, we can think of it as eternity or um, the infinite, the unknown, because, you know, Sol- Solaris is about confronting the unknown, the mm-hmm. inexplicable. And so I love that Tarkovsky uh show that through the production design of all these circular shapes. Um, and yeah, it really adds to that surreal feel, which, you know, I, I really, you know, the book also has that surreal feel as well. Um, like the, the dream sequences mm-hmm. uh, and um, which I think that Tarkovsky captured. So I, I don't know why Lem would be upset. Cause I think that Tarkovsky captured that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how, However, I suppose, uh, Daniel, it's, uh, you know, when when we read a book or we watch a film um, mm-hmm. or we or we listen to our, our uh, you know, our, our favourite, um, their songs. Yeah. The, the meanings are actually, you know, for us, you know, and we, yeah. we, we put our own, uh, their sort of meanings in, in uh, uh, their sort of to them. So... Um, who knows? Lem maybe watched it and thought, "No, he hasn't really got at all what I was going for." So, <laughs> well, yeah, because Lem was um, his his approach is very it was um, exploring epistemology, so that the process of knowing, like, how do we know what is, how do we know something, and um, so he was grappling with um, this this completely inexplicable being that they, you know, human humanity was no matter how much we, they studied it, they couldn't understand it. Um, there's like this, this constant pursuit of that unknown. And for, for Lem, it kind of, it kind of doesn't end well. Like it's, you know, he, Kelvin is just there always hoping for that returned miracle um, of the you know the planet taking on the form of his wife, he's always waiting for the miracles of Solaris, but you never know if it's going to happen, and you don't know where it's going to go, and so it's it's kind of like this um, kind of a depressing kind of ending. Mm. <laughs> Whereas Tarkovsky, he took a more approach of like there's um, in, in encountering the unknown there is a redemption. So Kelvin kind of, we, you know, in the, in the fit in Tarkovsky's film, Kelvin, we get to see like his history with his parents um, and then with his wife and that there's like this tension there. And then, so he kind of develops a, um, his, his relationships with his parents are kind of redeemed through this process of communication with um, the planet. And, um, and so, like, um, the ending of, of Tarkovsky's film, which I think is, like, one of the greatest cinematic endings ever, <laughs> um, I, his, there's a, one frame where he's with his father at, in the front of the door kneeling, uh, which is the same as Rembrandt's uh, Return of the Prodigal Son. It's mm-hmm. mimicking that image. And so there's, there's that idea of the prodigal son returning to the father finding a home so it's it's more 
um, there's more hope. Um, Tarkovsky offers more hope than Lem does. And so I think that's what Lem was noticing. In mm. the <laughs> yeah. 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 I get, I get that as well. It's interesting that when you see about the, the, uh, um, the, the use of, of the, the artworks and actually there's lots of art mm-hmm. throughout, throughout the, the, the film. Um, and the Tarkovsky and like I I I probably know know Tarkovsky best for for this film and for um, their Stalker, which I think oh. very in some ways is very similar. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, prior to this, he was he was um, you know he was he was looking at you know adapting uh, their sort of literature, so. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and was very much someone who was looking at, um, you know, the visual arts and things like that. So he, yeah, his all of his movies have art feature, feature artwork, and um, some, you know, some of the symbolism of that artwork. I'm still not sure what it meant for um, Solaris, but you know, I think it's beautiful, especially that one scene where the 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 gravity loss scene where they're floating. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> it was so beautiful. It's um I mean visually it's it's uh, it's I I love it. I love I love the set. Mm-hmm. Um I love that it feels it feels the futuristic yeah but also feels quite quite sort of real. So I can imagine that this is a place that that sort of could could be built and you could actually, you know, work in it. Um yeah. Uh-huh. I also yeah. like the fact that. Uh, oh yeah, you can continue. Yeah, <laughs> I love the fact that it looks um, they lived in as well. So oh, yeah. you know, and yeah, uh-huh, and there's uh, you know damage and you know scorch marks and you know it's not yeah, especially not a- like, um, the especially since all the the crew members have are experienced kind of like this moment of madness and insanity. So there's like a lot of like a mess everywhere. Yeah. So yeah it's really disorienting. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and in a way it's, it sort of mirrors actually what, you know, what's going on in the, in the, um, uh, the sort of heads as well of, of the, yeah. uh, their sort of characters. Yeah. Um, I think um, the sort of performance wise, who stands out for you? Who do you think's, you know, gives gives their best in in this film? Um, well, I, I love um, the character of Snow. Um, I, I don't know the actor's name, but um, oh. I can't recall the actor's name right now. But uh, so was... that is, yeah, so that is um, the Jury Javi. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he played Snow 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 or Snow. Mm-hmm. As he, as he maybe should be. <laughs> yeah, I know. So there's, there's like a lot of uh, different translations change the name slightly. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, he. Uh, I, lo- he is I just good there for me. I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that there for me, um, the Natalia Bondichuk. Oh. She plays a uh, Harry or or the rear as we might sort of know her. I think I think she's. She is good. I do like her in this film. Yeah, she was really good too. Yeah, uh-huh. but, uh huh. I would say all of the core, 
uh, their sort of performances are actually uh, they're sort of really good. Um, picking up now, you know, Solaris as a novel, and I think that we do see this in in the the three screen versions. Is a it's a novel that you can adapt in 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 actually lots of different ways. You can yeah. get different. Uh, they sort of meanings from it, or you can emphasize sort of different bits of it. That's um, true. For me, Danielle, one one of the parts, and this was a, t- a tiny moment, and actually reading the, the the novel, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that's good." So when we first meet um, Sartorius, oh, so yeah. when uh, when the Kelvin first 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 they meets him, uh, and he's and he's uh, locked away in his um, their lab, and we get a glimpse of a a, a um, their dwarf. Yeah. So, so there's a dwarf there character, and we never see they're the, the, the character there again. So it's a brief sort of glimpse. Um, and reading the, the the book, there is a line about a their dwarf. It it doesn't say that there is one. It oh. it just says there is just a, a mention of of a dwarf. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. Um and i and i just loved actually the fact that that the tarkovsky you know must have read that and thought right yeah. you know that's going in yeah yeah there's there is a um if i remember right from the book there is like different types of visitors um but yeah i, I love that that yeah that's that's a good point about tarkovsky bringing that from the book um mm-hmm. i didn't know I, I didn't remember that part in the book. It's just it's just a tiny reference, so it doesn't say that there is a dwarf. It says, yeah. um, it almost makes reference to like Sartorius's their mindset of being yeah. like uh, like a dwarf or something like like that. And then, oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah haha. So the so the Tarkovsky's actually. Uh, you know, taking that and thought, right, right, I'm going to have a dwarf in it. Um, but it also adds up to the the surreal sort of nature of of mm-hmm. the film as well. Yeah, I, th- I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like, yeah, because Satorius is um, the one that is most, um, you know, turned off. He's the most scientific, um, clinical of the. Of mm-hmm. the characters and so like yeah i like that that visual of his like maybe his mind is kind of he's small-minded yeah uh-huh. yeah. yeah 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 he's uh he's he's very focused as well very focused sort of character he's got uh yeah. you know he's got his uh his uh, sort of end game in 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 the, their sight as it were and that's what he's yeah and that's what he is uh, going for um I do like I do like this this uh, this uh, film a lot. Um, for me, and one thing that I think that the book does well that that none of the films capture too much is the actual their planet itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to be honest, and um, you know the book does. You know, it does go into lengthy like, yeah. their sort of passages about. Um, the the scientist effort there to um 
you know, to to their, you know, you know, study the the, the ocean and what they find and mm-hmm. um and and all sorts. But I do like I do like the quite the almost quite sort of simple way that they uh, they sort of portray the 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 planet. It it has got yeah. a very a very ocean sort of feel, you know, yeah, to very it. Minimalist. And, yeah, yeah. Approach, yeah. Uh-huh. Which I think that, you know, I think I, I, I would be happy if they were to do another um, film adaptation of this book, because I think our technology is caught up with that, uh, with the visuals of the book. Mm-hmm. They just weren't capable of expressing the, the complexity of that planet. No, no. So no, right not, now no. we have that. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. It would be amazing if they were to make it now. Yeah, yeah. Fun, fun, funnily enough, I think that's actually a good point there to move on to the to the most recent version. Yeah. Um, so, so if we go up to two thousand and there too, and we got a very, dare I say, a very Hollywood version of of yeah. the story. So, um, so they're very adapted, American. <laughs> it's a, a, adapted by Stephen um, the Soderbergh. Um, yeah. So obviously, so we've got George, the Clooney as uh, they're sort of Kelvin. They're a, they're a very, a very sort of handsome and uh, yeah, um, you know, charming sort of leading man. Um, <coughs> and the the, the Natasha uh, the McElhone again a very a very sort of glamorous yeah like they're sort of rare as well um yeah. and i think this is um i i think this is a solid sort of take i think it's yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know it is a film it is a film that makes you think mm-hmm. um and 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 it's you know it's not you know it doesn't shy away from the the fact you know this is not a a action packed you know space film this is a yeah. this is a you know this is a serious yeah uh, they're sort of sci-fi film but hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At its sort of core, there is this, this sort of romance. Yeah. You know, and it, feel, and it does feel like, like, like the core, you know, like uh, they're the two sort of leads are. Yeah, it's, maybe it's really, doesn't really reflect the the book no. too well. Lem would probably hate this version even more um, because it's so folk, it's so romance focused. 
uh, which, you know, Americans always turn everything into a romance, but (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, it, it, but I mean, it, I think that as a as a um, examination of a relationship, it's really well done. Um, it really explores the the dynamics of like the two characters, like what ha- had happened in the past, and like the the maybe the toxic codependency that had happened, um, and then through this process, um, Calvin is able to find kind of like a, a healing or a redemption for that relationship that went badly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought, you know, it's, it's a very thoughtful piece, but yeah, it doesn't really reflect Lem's ideas at all. Mm. No, no, probably not. It's, um, I think though, visually, I think it will, it does actually look really, really good. It's mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, it you know, it stands up. It's it is it twenty years old now, um, yeah. But hasn't hasn't really they sort of dated. It does feel like like the kind of science fiction film that we would make, you know, there today. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very um, sophisticated. It's a sophisticated film. Yeah, uh-huh. What I was kind of struck with was the 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 effects for for their Solaris for the like their sort of planet itself. So Oh yeah. Um, and I did think um, could they have done more with this? So because we don't again that the planet is just there. Yeah. But I think that they could have done a lot more. They could have actually shown how Lem yeah. saw saw the planet. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know the full. I mean, I guess we made the Matrix in 1999, so it wasn't like we couldn't have some cool um, effects. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the effects kind of look dated in that way. Um, I th- I, th- I think for me, Danielle, and what I was what I was getting from from the book, and one of the themes that I I very much sort of take from from the book was mm-hmm. um, was about um, exploring the un the known. So so Solaris is there something that we that that we don't know? So it is alien. Yeah. Um, but there's big sort of passages about. Um, and what we find out is that actually the, the Solaris, uh, this sort of mission, so so that the space station has been there for a long their time. Yeah. So there's been countless, uh, this sort of scientists and and big big sort of groups, and they've gone down, you know, there to the planet, and they have explored and and done all all sorts of their things, but the common their sort of factor from it and all their work is that they keep seeing things that they know. Yeah. So so by so by the novel's stage, so when we get to the two sort of Kelvin uh they're sort of going that what the scientists uh, see and what they meet are are sort of taken from their own their own sort of uh, you know minds and their own sort of lives and it's you know and it's it's yeah, in the human form. Yeah. <clears throat> but then there's big um big big sort of passages about 
they're the, they're the planet actually looking, you know, like I think at one, they're at one stage it looks like a a, a, a garden, so that a garden forms yeah. from from the their sort of ocean and uh, their sort of buildings, yeah. and uh, they're the scientists have actually, you know. Uh, they sort of catalogued all of these these uh, things, and they're trying to make sense. And there's, yeah. you know, theories on them, and there's volumes, and there's, you know, uh, uh, they sort of P- P- PhDs they galore on it, you know, research papers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, they don't find out anything about uh, uh, they're the planet, and we're just looking at, at ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And and yeah. it seems to be actually that that the research always comes back to how how we see ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's about the um, you know I, I I like that the quote that he says um, we don't need other worlds we need mirrors. So it's yeah. like this idea uh-huh. that um, when when uh, mankind is searching for that for that contact out there in, in the in the void um he's really searching for um understanding of himself yeah 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 uh-huh. yeah that's yeah that that was very much what i got i got yeah. from it mm-hmm. um and and i suppose in a way i would have liked to have thought so to 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 um James, uh, they sort of Cameron, uh, they produced this this uh, version now. And oh, now yeah. we know he is no stranger to um, this sort of technical, uh, yeah. this sort of feats and you know visual, um, mm-hmm. you know uh, that that sort of work and really pushing those those sort of bound boundaries. And I did think if you'd been a bit sort of braver, you might have. You know, you know, giving us the the planet how it how it how it should be. Yeah, that's true. I wish they had been more, um, I guess, more risky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite, quite. So sort of possibly, um, if I'm honest, though, Daniel, I think a a sort of Hollywood version. Um, I'm actually they're sort of amazed that we have one of this their novel. I think. Um, I think, in a way, it's maybe a novel that um, you know, uh, you know, sort of Hollywood would look at and go, "No, it's not going to work. No one's going to want to see that." Yeah. Um, uh, you cut out a little bit. Um, um so it's just uh, I just sort of saying that. Um, I, I I think it's actually really great that we get that. Oh, there there that we get this. This their version that they oh. Hollywood actually said, right? Let's you know, let's yeah. do this, and yeah, I think I think that's good. Um, I mean, I we don't really, um, especially. I mean, there might there might be um, some of that changing with um, the director Dennis Villeneuve, who made that recent film Doom, mm-hmm. um, kind of changing the the science fiction landscape, but. Before him, you know, science fiction has been kind of um, blockbustery and not very thoughtful. So I think it's good that um, we have 
these more thoughtful pieces uh, yeah, in, yeah. in American cinema. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 definitely. I think I, th- I think that the world's a better place for having this yeah. this uh, this uh, version. And actually, if it's if it's a a sort of gateway for people to watch uh, um, the Tarkovsky's version, yeah, or mm-hmm. or, or to read read uh, the the their novel, then yeah. you know it's actually served its its their purpose in a way. I would say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, though, so we've talked, you know, so we have spoken about about the the two versions that most people know of, mm-hmm. um, you know, so two two relatively well known uh, their films, I would say. Yeah. Uh, however, there is another version, very much not well sort of known. In fact, I didn't even know it it, it was there until. You know, just a couple of months ago, um, yeah. but in in nine sixty eight, so Soviet, their television mm-hmm. made made a version of it. So it was a two part um, uh, this uh, uh, um, this sort of television their version. Now, what were your first thoughts about this one, there, Danielle? Because I I would imagine Soviet sort of TV isn't isn't maybe something that you know much about and and certainly it's not something I know much about either so yeah I mean I know a little bit about Soviet films because I'm kind of a fan kind of like a fan of that niche genre mm-hmm. especially Soviet science fiction um so when I when I found out when you told me about this version I was really excited to watch it because I was like oh yay Soviet but um I was really disappointed with it <laughs> I don't think it's up to their usual standard. Um, they usually have a very um, imaginative, um, bold, um, very um, um, yeah, creative, artistic approaches in their film. Um, but this TV version was so boring. It turned like one of the most fascinating stories into a slog, I thought. Ooh. I I will actually sort of disagree slightly with you there, oh, Danielle. Okay. So um, it's interesting, though. You're right. So sort of Soviet film, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, their Solaris, of course, is probably, um, you know, w- would have cer- certainly have been one of the first their Soviet era films there that I'd ever watched. And I think I think. Um, I think for probably Western audiences is what we do get as well as we get as we get the big films. Um, yeah. the, the more uh, they're sort of lavish ones as well. So yeah. uh, um but I would also imagine Russian their sort of television by mm-hmm. by Western sort of standards would be very, very different. And we do see that in in this. So yeah. if I think of American drama and sort of TV drama um, and then I compare it to this sort of British TV oh, drama yeah. there's a big a big sort of gulf there yeah that's so um, especially around this time so late sort of 60s there's actually American sort of TV it's quite sort of glossy in the yeah. uh, the um, the 
uh, their sort of production values are are really high. Now British yeah, TV it focused on he- heroism, ide- idealism. That was like kind of that period. Yeah. Um, TV was getting big in America and uh-huh. everyone wanted to be like the hero or, or, you know, you know, the, the beautiful woman and all that is all. Yeah. But, but there would also be, there would be, you know, you know, money in it. So the, so there would be yeah. lots of sets, there would be outdoor yeah. filming, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, now, so British television was a lot smaller, so it was much more sort of studio banged. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you could see that that uh, that the money wasn't always there. Oh, um, okay. So, so if I think of say, um, see if we compare sixties Star Trek to nineteen sixties, like this sort of Doctor Who, there's oh, yeah. a there's a there's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so and Star Trek didn't even have that big of a budget either. No, no. Well, 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 well. The Doctor Who had an even smaller budget. <laughs> um, however, Soviet sci-fi had an even smaller budget. So, yeah. uh, and but but what I do think from that is it's it's a valiant uh, this sort of version, um, and in some ways it's maybe the most. Like they're sort of faithful in some ways. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty faithful to the book. Um, it just didn't make the ideas sizzle to to me. Like it didn't make it like provocative. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of like straightforward adaptation. Yeah, uh-huh. I think probably in in the context of of it say being a be being the the ATV version, so. Um, it would it it would be widely sort of seen at the time. Yeah. Obviously, you know, broadcast all all yeah. over. Um, you know, uh, the the Soviet Union, you know, Poland, East East or sort of Germany as well. Um, so probably quite sort of limited, maybe in what in what the film in what the what the um uh, uh Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, this sort of writers could actually, yeah. you know, take from the book. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I know that the Soviet, um, like even even Tarkovsky um, suffered from um, the Soviet kind of like censoring his material. Mm-hmm. Struggled with them. So yeah, yeah, they did censor a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I, th- I think as well, I mean, it, it is really limited. There's about three three their sets you know there's no you know there's no fancy visuals i don't think we see the actual their planet at all no. <laughs> um the what i did like though is that um the the characters are so the kelvin and and um they they're sort of hardy or or the or they're reared as as yeah. 
as as we might then know her. So in the day, the book career, I think they're 20 years old or, or 19 years old. Um, oh. And I, I I actually get a sense from this one that that she's the same age. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't even uh-huh. think Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... So that the actress looks looks the part, and um, I think I get a sense as well that 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 sort of Harry is a, is is more of a of a sort of empty like this sort of vessel, as it were. So, oh, um, yeah. uh huh. I got I got that from it. Yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's smart. She's more of a uh, projection of the planet you, you uh-huh. in that version. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I like, I like, to, I like that the beats are very similar. So I think as well. I mean, you know, for for a for a TV version, um, you know, they do the most of what they can. Yeah. In in a way, um, and also I think as well because of the budget it feels. They're sort of claustrophobic, and I do like oh. that. I like that feeling that they're sort of trapped there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good. That was visually, yeah, it did especially with the way that it, you know kept it in this just certain amount of sets. So yeah, I really had that claustrophobic feeling. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I think, um, I think certainly you know the version that we both watched. So it is up on uh, the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, as we know, I think I think that that the subtitling's maybe not not quite the best on it. It's maybe not as accurate as it could be. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> um, my uh, uh, this sort of Russian isn't isn't uh, it's it's not really very sort of the uh, they're sort of good. So well, well, it's it's. Um, like they're sort of non-existent, to be honest, there, Danielle. So, oh. um, yeah. So I do have to, uh, you know, take it with with a a a, a, a sort of pinch of of um, their salt, as it were. But I did I did watch it, and I was like, that's probably it's not quite what they're saying, you know. Mm-hmm. You know that the subtitles didn't quite sort of capture what. What was actually going on on, yeah, on the so, screen? So you were kind of familiar with the language then. Uh, no, no, it just didn't seem. Oh, okay. Yeah, haha. You know, like it just it didn't have the the flow of of oh. say uh, say Tarkovsky's version. You know, okay. even though even, even even though scenes were were very similar, mm-hmm. and and from the the book as well. You know, you could see right. It's been. Yeah. You know, quite sort of faithfully sort of taken in it, but it it didn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it didn't quite add up. So. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What I do like though is that this version, they 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 they, they you know that it's here. You know that we can watch it, and it's. Uh, yeah. Uh huh, and it actually offers us a different. You know, a different they sort of look at at, at the story as well, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I think I think from watching this one as well, and uh, all all sort of three of them, I think there's scope for some more versions. I do think that uh, you know what we could get is 
is uh, you know, say ten years from now is actually another yeah. an, another version of it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, there'll be someone who is inspired to create another version. Because I, I would love that. I would love to see that. Yeah. So, um, if 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 the Netflix is still going, or you know, sort of Amazon, or or the or or, or actually, how about a a sort of Polish version? You know, oh, yeah. I, I would like that. Yeah. Uh huh. I would love. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Probably, um, I would not want Netflix or any of those guys to do it because I I don't really. I think Netflix's production value has gone down. So I would want someone who's a little bit more um, dedicated to the art form. Yeah, I I wanted to see the uh, I, w- I want to see the the buildings and you know the big foam mm-hmm. you know storms and whatever that we get from there the book. I want to see that. I want to see that. Yeah, I want too. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to see that. Uh, there, there side is, of it. Um, if you go online, like on Wikipedia and or just Google search, they do have like artist renditions of the planet, which were really beautiful. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, so, so is the uh, uh, the sort of definitive version still there to be made? There, Danielle, do you think? Um. Yeah, I think from the perspective of the book, yeah. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. If you're wanting to be faithful to Lem, wanting to express the full potential of his story. Yeah, we're still need that definitive. Yeah, version. but yeah, um, we're not there yet. But um, yeah. but, I mean, I love Tarkovsky's version so much. So I think yeah, I think that's fair enough. It's certainly there. If I think about 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 these uh, screen versions, that 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 will always be the one that comes first to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think with. Um, and and yeah, and and for me, this has been there great because I've actually read, a, I've actually finished the book there, yeah. there, Danielle, for the first time in about um, the three years maybe. So it's been it's been really good, and I've absolutely loved it. And it's and it's yeah. not a, it is a book that I would uh, they sort of recommend. It's only you know two two hundred. Uh, they're sort of pages long, you know. It's uh, you, you know, it's definitely something that you can just, you know, go out there and buy it and go and and go and read it because it's it's well worth it. Oh, oh no, just gone. Hello. Oh, oh that's okay. <laughs> Um, so you were saying that it was not a book. You were talking about the book. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say you know, you know, to the people, it's only like they're sort of two hundred pages long. It's it's and it's definitely worth actually reading. You know, go out there and read it, and um, I think you'll be gripped by 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 the the concepts going on. And uh, yeah, I know, would highly recommend this book. For yeah, yeah, especially for science fiction lovers. It's you know, Stanislaw Lem is very much a part of um shaping the genre mm-hmm. and, and you know i don't i mean i didn't even know about him um i don't did you know about him before um the movies 
Um, not not re- well, no, no. So I mean, there I watched, I watched uh, the Solaris first of all in in my like they sort of teens. So that would have been when I first heard okay. of of their lamb. Yeah. Um, but not. I mean, it's it's even then. I mean, he wasn't a you know he wasn't a a, a the writer that that would just you know stood out to him and think right. I must go and you know read his their work. So okay, um, so he's not. I think he's that not the films really definitely you know sort of you know open that up. Yeah, yeah. So he, you yeah. know, I think that more people need to hear about him. He's very yeah. Um, he has a lot of um, intellectual, philosophical commentary. A lot of his stories are also satirical that I've mm-hmm. noticed. Um, so yeah, he he has a, a full range of um, um, genre within science fiction. He even goes into like I read one that was like kind of like a a mystery paranormal one, which was mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. He, he uh-huh. goes has a variety of stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I think as well if you can speak, uh, they're sort of Polish. Then there's lots of Polish language, uh, yeah. their versions of his work. So, um, if I wish if, I did, yeah, well, so do I. I wish I did as well, there, Daniel, because there's loads of stuff that you know looks really good, but yeah. um, I can't find an English version of it, which is such a shame. But, yeah, uh, it's it's really hard to find the his the English adaptations of his books. I you know I. Looked at used bookstores online, you know, you can find a few, but it's still. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots out, out there that, yeah, that you can't get. Um, so, Danielle, would you like to share a bit about about yourself, about 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 what you do in your, uh, this sort of creativity? Uh yeah. Um yeah, I'm a, a freelance illustrator, graphic designer. Um, I also do freelance writing. So I, I do a lot of um, analysis of film and TV. Um, um, I, on my website, dpillustrations.com, um, I have, you can go to my different blogs that I have. Um, my artistic approach is very, is very much um, conceptual, um, surreal. Um, so that's why I really resonate with the surrealism of this story. So I really approach my artwork that way. Um, I'm currently creating a science fiction story of my own called Infinity's End, um, which is kind of loosely inspired by Isaac Asimov's End of Eternity. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've read that one. Um, And so my story is very similar to Solaris in that, you know, it focuses on a theoretical physicist, um, who's trying to find the end of the universe, the end of the infinite. Um, so it's very um, theoretical as well, very much about metaphysics, um, epistemology, um, hard science. You know, it's very, it's kind of an uh, ambitious project that I'm doing. It. And I'm, it's a graphic novel. So I'm, it's all illustrative mm-hmm. uh, as well as the prose. Um so I'm working on that, and I and I have it on my website, like just like the what it's all about. I don't have it finished yet, of course, but uh, I'm you know I'm I'm continuously always working on it. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. well, 
I I I do look forward there to that when it is there finished. I will be I will be there having a look and I'll and I will oh. be there plugging it as well. Um oh. yeah. But um there, Danielle, it's been absolutely brilliant having you in it. I think as a a like this sort of concept, this is one that I've I I have absolutely loved, you know, covering. So so thanks so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having me. It's, it was so fun. You are you I love are very stuff <laughs> well well like i say it it has been really really good so so until next time danielle thank you uh-huh. thank you so much and thanks everybody thanks for listening Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.